you know, really take the time to nourish yourself and to eat nutrient-dense foods and have the connection with your food and help your family have the connection with their food as well, especially your kids. Hello and welcome to Mother the Mother. I am McLean McGowan. This podcast is an offering for all women to gather energetically, sister to sister, mother to mother, to co-create a sacred space for healing, educating, and sharing as we journey through motherhood and womanhood. It is such an incredibly powerful moment in time to be a woman, and I thank you for showing up on behalf of yourself and for all of the women in your lives, past, present, and future, to honor our matriarchal lines, all who came before, and all who will come after. Jema. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Today's episode, I am talking about my experience that I just went through doing the Ayurvedic cleanse, Panchakarma, which is really a cleanse of resetting the body, mind, and spirit through the use of medicinal ghee and then an herbal purge and then eating a very specific diet that slowly brings the body back into balance. And it's really important to always do this under the tutelage of an Ayurvedic practitioner that you trust and know well um, that can really work with your specific doshas and your imbalances and all the things that are going on with your body because it is a very, very specific medicine and science, Ayurveda. So um, I'm not going to go into explaining everything because I do explain more in the interview, but um, really was just a great time and I'm so grateful to have done it. I, you know, I didn't really know what to expect because I've heard varying things from a lot of different people. Like it was so intense, they're a different person to mm, not a lot really shifted. I mean, it was a good reset with my diet. So I really didn't know what to expect. and. You know, I've heard like you vomit, you poop everything out to like, oh, you'll just poop a couple of times, like just very, you know, a long continuum of different people's experiences. So I was just in it, here for it, looking to go through a reset. And that's exactly what I feel like I got. And I think as time continues, and I'm still actually in it, eating, you know, full Ayurvedic diet now, but um, definitely specific foods and everything cooked and warm, that things will continue to realign. But I do feel a really deep energetic shift and emotional shift because of the energetic shift as well. And then also just a reset in my business and a refocusing on my energy. So I'm really grateful and I look forward to seeing what else unfolds. And before we go on into the episode, I wanted to share just the importance of starting to quiet it down. I know that sounds so crazy because the holiday season does get insane for a lot of us. You have all the things with the kids and the holidays and the travel and all the family members, and that brings a lot of family politics and issues and all of that. But Also, just intentionally now in early November, setting that, you know, energetic kind of force field around you to show up in a way that 
is grounding for yourself, whatever that is, and really holding your space how you need to and for your own family and not getting dragged into stuff you don't have to get dragged into. You know, just like really holding some healthy, firm boundaries as you go into holiday season. And, you know, eating the foods that you need to. Like you don't have to go to a cocktail party and eat all the things or eat everything at different dinner tables that you don't want to be eating, you know. Offer to bring your own things, your own dishes, eat before you go. You know, just don't let this be a time to sabotage what makes you feel healthy. And I'm all about indulging the things that are good and you love and that are holiday-esque and, you know, remind you of your childhood. Like, that's all so awesome and part of the holiday spirit and to do in moderation. But just, you know, becoming mindful of what really makes your whole system overall happy. Um, And, you know, holidays can be a real triggering time. I'm so looking forward to actually staying put in LA, in our new home, having the time just with the family, the time with my husband home from work where we can organize the house more, hang our photos, hang our pictures up, our artwork, you know, deeply organize the closets more and all of that, all that stuff that just makes me feel grounded overall. So anyway, I just encourage you to look at those places in your own life if and when you can slow down to really grab those moments because there is that nice kind of acceptance of slowing down in the holidays if we take them. And it's always, you know, it's always tempting just to let it kind of be a train that we just jump on and and glide through it all and get really exhausted. But it'd be so nice if we can take the time over the holidays to refill our cups, get in nature, don't have a jam jam packed schedule every single day and just think step into the new year on a good solid even keel um also i am slowing down with my client work for the end of the year because i really wanted to focus on my business stuff more so i have a couple more spots for motherhood coaching sessions and if you are interested in that, please DM me on Instagram at Mother the Mother, or you can email me McLean, which is M-C-L-E-A-N at MotherTheMother.com. And we can discuss how I can be of service on your motherhood journey. Also, if you're pregnant, I do the same for your pregnancy. So a pregnancy guide, um, helping you walk through the spiritual portal of pregnancy and how to do it consciously and mindfully and also plan for your postpartum shift in the first 40 days and what that can look like. Even if I'm not your doula, I can help you intentionally create that sacred healing space for yourself and help you figure out what help you might need. So anyway, without further ado, I hope you enjoy the listen. And as always, sending love out to all of you. Jema. So today I wanted to drop in and talk a little bit about Panchakarma, which is the Ayurvedic cleanse where you use a lot of ghee to go into the tissues of the skin, the organs. And the idea is that the toxins that are deeply held within the body from months and years and decades will attach to the ghee, to the fat. And then you take herbs to flush the system on a really deep level. And it's really interesting. It's something I've been wanting to do for a handful of years now. And 
I was always a bit too Vata depleted or Vata imbalanced after the birth of my two kids. And so now is the time and I'm really excited to do it. It really aligned for this month of November for me. And it's all around my birthday. So it was really perfect timing. And my work with a client has just ended. There are a lot of scheduling pieces around work and also your moon cycle. So here it is. I am on day three now of the ghee. So you do a lot of ghee for seven days. Uh, along with, I'm doing three Abhyanga. So I'll do one more day just of the ghee. And then the following three days, I'll do Abhyanga with my Ayurvedic practitioner, Julie Bernier, who was on here a couple episodes ago. And keep doing the ghee. And then Tuesday, I will do a big flush of purgative herbs to help flush out my system. And then I have to rest pretty much at home for three days, do no school runs or anything like that. So that's a big birthday present for my husband to help out with the kiddos in the morning and then probably some extra nanny help with Anna to really allow my body to detox from the physical and then also the mental. So it's really a beautiful time with Scorpio season, of course, to relinquish all that is no longer serving us and to have a rebirth. And I've been so drawn to this because I feel like all at different points in our lives, there's a time for a shedding of skin. And I feel like I've really been initiated into a next level of up-leveling. And so it makes sense to want to release the old. And I'm really looking forward to this and seeing what it brings. I think for some people, it can be pretty mild. For others, it's pretty intensive. And then also Panchakarma looks like a million different ways, depending on how you do it. Some people go away to India for a month and do Abhyanga every single day for a month, uh, along with a special diet and the herbs. Mine is kind of a three-week bubble. And I've actually been doing uh, more of my Ayurvedic diet, which I like anyway, but I've been more committed to it over the past three weeks. So I feel like I've done a really good lead up to this cleanse as far as just eating the warm foods that work for my body, soups, stews, cooking every day for myself, and a lot of herbal teas and more ghee than I normally have, and way less sugar. And also a lot of a lot less bread. I was I was going deep on the fermented sourdough bread for a couple months because I was so excited about it. But <clears throat> It also was starting to catch up with me and I felt really inflamed and bloated and just not my optimal self. So already just kind of gearing up for it, I feel so much better. My energy, my skin, everything just feels a lot uh, more myself. So I'm doing the ghee this morning. I had to do four tablespoons warmed up and I mix it with a little warm water and just chug it down. Tomorrow it goes to six tablespoons on an empty stomach. Six feels like a lot of tablespoons. I'm going to be honest. So I'm hoping I get them down okay. And then I think, oh, then I reassess with her Saturday and see uh, my ghee protocol for the next three days uh, during my Abhyanga. And then 
leading up to the purge and then the week after the purge is a very light and specific diet, which I don't have the details yet. So this is just the beginning chapter and I will um, record next week how the purgative time frame goes and share what things have been coming up and releasing. I think it's just the timing of it all feels very auspicious and I'm just so grateful for how it all lined up. But with Scorpio season, which of course, as I keep talking about, it's the big the big things in life, right? Scorpio is not light. It's the deep dive into the big topics of life. So, you know, I'm a Scorpio, so it makes sense that I'm a birth worker, that I'm in that realm. It also makes sense that I'm a death doula in, in, in that realm, which is so funny because I feel like I just kind of live my life and do the things that interest me. And then all of a sudden, when I just did a podcast interview this morning, I realized you know, I kind of got a bird's eye view on what I'm doing in my life. And I was like, oh, that really does make sense that I'm a Scorpio and that I'm so attracted to life and death, birth and the end, birth and dying, um, the two sides of the same coin. And um, just really honoring that. And I feel like within these past six months, I've been working so much and moving and um changing a lot in my life, just the day-to-day. We changed my daughter's school. I'm seeing new people. I'm not seeing a lot of my old friends. I'm in a new part of town. I've really just been living fully and I'm very happy, Um, but it's definitely been head down with work and the move and just the new surroundings. And really any time that I'm not working, I feel like is with family and giving. So. It's nice to take this pause to reflect on this year of being 41. I'm about to turn 42 and really looking at my year, the, all the abundance and the pluses that came into my life. And then also some of the sadnesses and heartache and death and things that I'm realizing no longer serve me and patterns that I intentionally want to release from my daily life or Uh, my thoughts. So I'm just reflecting. It's a time of darkness. This week in LA, it's been a really, really intense week with the fires. We had the Getty fire. Uh, One of my dear cousins had to evacuate. A lot of acquaintances, new friends in the neighborhood evacuated. We were literally right on the line, like just on the not mandatory evacuation side of the street. and. Each day of this week has been a real kind of hour to hour living. We had our bags packed, going through the things that were really important to us and me. And um, it was interesting how little I actually packed because I, you know, we stayed. And so I had a couple of days to pack and um, really not taking a lot. I don't know if some of that's denial, if some of that is. I'm not really believing that we would have to leave everything behind or that I'm just really not attached to stuff. So I feel like I've been in a real shadow play of attachment versus non-attachment all week. And a lot of lessons came up and just looking at my habits, um, my comfort levels and things, and really 
again, always being reminded of what's really important in my life. And it truly is my health and the health of my kids and my husband and our safety. You know, it really, really does come down to that. So, and another thing that came up with that was learning or listening to my intuition. And both my husband and I really felt like we were going to be safe here and we didn't need to leave. But then it makes, you know, I made it made me question my own intuition when our neighbors were leaving and when there was fear surrounding and kind of hype around the fires and the evacuation. And then also knowing that hotels were pretty much booked from San Diego to Santa Barbara with all of the wildfires, also in Northern California. So just lots of things have been moving and shaking in my mind and my body, staying, you know, brave and positive for my kids. And um, yeah, it's all of it. So anyway, it's been really nice to be cooking for myself, slowing down with work, bringing a little bit more energy into my home, reorganizing, still, you know, unpacking a bit and reorganizing closets and getting rid of even more stuff. Like I feel like we're bare bones and then I get rid of even more stuff, which just shows me how much stuff we have that we totally don't need. So that's always a great feeling to do that kind of purge as well. So I, I uh, encourage you to look in ways in which you can also release, whether that's emotions, habitual thoughts, anxiety, depression, you know, releasing those habits that have served us for some reason or been crutches or gotten us through, you know, really hard, dark times in our lives. But now can we release them and really looking at the underbelly of our habits? Um, And then also how can we nourish ourselves on a deeper level, caring for our bodies, caring for our minds, really acknowledging our mental health boundaries, cooking more for ourselves, body oiling always, especially if you're in LA with these winds and this air, we're all so, so dry. So upping the good fats. I love ghee and tea or coffee, a lot of bottle body oiling, even in the ears and the nose, just staying as like oiled up as possible will really help. And your kids too. It so helps the immune system to oil the body daily. And, um, and nourishing foods, soups, stews, warm teas, all the postpartum diet foods are great now for the vata imbalance, the dry, dry, dry. So anyway, I will keep you posted as I progress through my panchakarma, feeling really grateful today. And I am so looking forward to my journey through this cleanse. Hi, everyone. Okay, this is round two of Panchakarma. I am now on day 10, and last week I was on, I believe, day four. So I made it through the week of ghee. Um, it wasn't so, so bad. I did have to get up into seven tablespoons of melted ghee down the hatch at one time, which it actually was better than I had anticipated, but definitely made me pretty nauseated for the rest of the day. And then we cut the ghee week short. So it ended up only being six days because after she checked my pulse and the different aspects that she looks for as a trained practitioner, 
she could tell that my body was really full of ghee, which it indeed did feel that way. Like I really had no appetite, couldn't really eat by the sixth day because it was just so saturated in fat and ghee. So we cut it short. I ended up only doing two abiyangas instead of the three, um, but it was a welcome release into the purge day because I was really ready to, um, to move on. So the purge day consisted of me taking herbs and some medicated castor oil. And this is all very, very uh, controlled by Julie Bernier, my Ayurveda practitioner. And so I just want to also reiterate that this is really something to only be done under supervision. It's so nuanced and specific and it is a long, long time-tested form of medicine. So, you know, do not mess around with this stuff by yourself. So I did those things and then I just sip a huge vessel, about four cups of hot water with different herbs and drink that over about two hours. And that was pretty gnarly. And then you wait for your purge, which in my case was pooping. I didn't throw up. Uh, So you do that pretty much most of the day. Uh, did not leave the house, obviously, was off my phone, just really quiet. And then that night in the afternoon was eating half cup rice boiled and eight cups water. So it was kind of like a rice soup with um, ghee, salt, and cumin. And then pretty much the same diet the next day. It was a little less water. So you're gradually making it a little less soupy. Tuesday... Uh, was definitely a day where I was very tired. I felt more of an energetic cleanse. And then Wednesday, kind of same thing, was feeling definitely more energy yesterday. Same diet, except I could do some dal with the rice. It was all cooked together in a very, very soupy, soupy soup. But same thing, staying in, staying off my phone, not making calls, um, no driving the kids to school, that kind of thing. And then today, I'm able to eat more food, but I did just make a huge thing of kitchery, pretty liquidy, and I've been eating that all day. But I did have coffee this morning with some of my raw milk and tea and honey and things like that, which make me really happy. A couple dates. So it's really interesting when you do any sort of cleanse, which all of you know that who've done a juice cleanse or soup cleanse or just really um, consciously changing your diet for a quote-unquote cleanse. When you step out of it, your taste buds are renewed. And even just having a couple of raisins was like the biggest treat the other day. So I'm so grateful for that because one of the intentions behind doing the Panchakarma was to reset my body. I'd been working, as I've shared, so much over the summer. And I really wasn't making the time to cook for myself daily. And it caught up with me. And I could really feel it in my energy, my skin, my mood. I just wasn't eating how I know to eat for my body. And so this was a reset button. This was an investment in myself with a trusted practitioner. This is all around my birthday. And the Abhyanga and Shiradar that she do are incredible. I highly recommend, even if you're not doing a Panchakarma, just go to her for the Abhyanga. She is a true healer. And I'm just so, so grateful to have her in my life. But yeah, I'm, so I'll keep rolling with the Panchakarma. I believe it goes to 18. It can go to 21 days. It can go for 28 days. It can go, you know, in different ways, depending on what you're working on and your practitioner. 
and their school of training, et cetera. But um, I believe I will be kind of under this umbrella of three weeks until the 18th. And same thing, just eating the diet that I know is good for my body. Soups, stews, cooking everything myself because we never know what ingredients are put into what when we eat out. A lot of veggies, everything cooked, no raw, no dairy, except for the raw milk I have, dates, raisins, not much raw food at all. Uh, I can think I can do like some berries raw, maybe a pear raw. Apples have to be cooked, those kinds of things. But honestly, I'm feeling so well fed. It doesn't feel at all like a cleanse or a diet or anything like that. It feels just a calmness because I'm very vata, vata, vata and vata imbalanced. And that I think is always me, you know, kind of anxiety, etheric, very sensitive. Um, And those things are pluses. You know, nothing's good or bad. There are pros and cons to all the doshas and all the different seasons and reasons in your life, right? So nothing is good or bad. Um, But I was very swung in the vata after having Jemima. I didn't really sleep for three years. My adrenals totally tanked. I was probably underweight, didn't have much of an appetite, you know, lost all my baby weight in like two weeks. Just, and that wasn't through dieting or anything. That was just momhood and being overwhelmed and not eating enough. And um, also didn't gain a ton of weight either pregnant. So, you know, that, that adds to that situation. But the no sleep and the adrenals really just tank your system for a long, 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 long time. And Dr. Saralak states that new moms lose on average 700 hours of sleep in the first year of life. We don't get that back. So we are actually suffering from that. And then we're in the society that is go, go, go. So if you have to get back to work or even just pressure on ourselves to be a certain kind of mom or doing all the things every single day, it's, it's a lot on our nervous system. So, you know, I gave birth to her eight years ago and I want to do Panchakarma a couple of years ago. And then I got pregnant. So then I had Goldie and then last fall, I was too weak to do it. So this was just an amazing time and portal and space to do it. And as Julie says, there's never a good time to do Panchakarma. And that held true in some ways. Just a lot of interpersonal stuff and relationships flared up like out of nowhere this week. And... um I definitely wasn't graceful through all of it, but I was able to actually course correct pretty quickly, which was awesome. And it didn't spin me out. Like I really feel like this cleanse and the diet and the emphasis on resting and not pushing myself really helped me get through it all. And like, I feel really good. I feel bright. I feel no bloat. My stomach's way flatter. I don't I just don't feel that heaviness I was feeling because I was eating way too much sprouted sourdough and just not eating enough of the cooked food and not cooking enough for myself, which really, really does make a difference. So it's interesting. I've been eating, you know, pretty much on the Ayurvedic strictly the past three and a half weeks, and it really noticeably makes a difference for myself. So I'm just offering that up to anyone that might be feeling a little off or like a little icky or bloated or constipated to, um, you know, really take the time to nourish yourself and to eat nutrient-dense foods and have the connection with your food. And 
help your family have the connection with their food as well, especially your kids. So yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm just excited and I'll have about another two weeks of eating this way and we'll see, you know, what comes up. But I do feel like a reset energetically in the fact that I am calmer. I am waking up now before the kids to meditate and to do some affirmations and just work on myself. I'm also working on some new work and business things. So I'm actually having the energy to focus on them and up level. So that's really exciting. It's things I've been wanting to do for a long, long time. So it's just like a restructure time. It's a rebirth. I feel renewed energy after my birthday and really excited for a little bit of downtime to focus on my business and, you know, really looking at my mission statement and what I'm doing, where I'm going and how to create my own life because that's really what we're here to do and how I can be of service in more ways and in deeper ways while also being here for my kids and my husband and having a lot of family time and time to exercise, time to meditate, self-care time. You know, it's so interesting as we progress through the journeys of motherhood and then also in business, it's always like a dance of what's working, what's not working, what success actually means to us. So I'm just kind of looking at all of those things within myself and uh, it feels really good. So Panchakarma for the win. I am looking forward to moving into the holidays. And Panchakarma also something that is practiced often once a year, sometimes twice a year as the season shift in the fall and the spring. Uh, People often go away for a month and do it. Nicole Rice, who I had on the podcast last week, shares that she went to Nepal and did it for a month, which sounds so incredible. It's definitely something I want to do in the future when my kiddos are a little bit older. And uh, anyway, if you're not even doing something as intense as a panchakarma or a cleanse, there's always that time to come back to yourself and what does your body really need and getting quiet and not being everything to everybody else, right? Because we tend to do that as mothers and women. So just allowing the holidays to be a space and time where you can allow yourself to slow down, to let go of the judgments, either from yourself or from others, and just enjoy the downtime. Because I really truly do believe that when we allow ourselves to nap, rest, let go, get off the phone, get off Instagram, um, not have to answer every email immediately, all of those things that take so much of our daily energy away, when we can kind of step back from that, it then allows us to refill our cups fully, recharge, and then start the new year really on a great foot. So just setting that intention for myself. Please DM me if you have any questions about the Panchakarma experience. Um, I'm happy to share. Julie is, uh, she was a guest on this podcast. So you can go back, scroll back through and find her interview. And also she's True Ayurveda at True Ayurveda on Instagram. If you'd like to know more about her and her services that she offers. And I cannot recommend her highly enough. So anyway, much love out to all of you. Sending you lots and lots of love. Jay Ma. Jai Mahi Jai Mahi